What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Three, two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to... Episode 149. What you should know about your 401 Hey. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. Sir Katie, quite a cool topic today, all about 401ks. We want to sort of do a deep dive into them and really kind of explain to people what they should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah, again, we did a poll a while back and everybody said they wanted to know about 401ks and retirement. So... It's been a lot of fun and very eye-opening doing a lot of research about it. Yeah, it's actually crazy the amounts of people that are just not prepared for retirement. And, you know, the best thing you can sort of do is stop being proactive. We did uh, an episode last week that was all about sort of the basics of retirement and why you want to consider it. Yeah, so if you guys haven't listened to that one already, we recommend you go back and listen to it. We're going to be sort of doing a series about retirement, so they will follow on. So maybe head back. To episode 147 and start there. Um, yeah, but today's all about 401ks and we're going to do a deep dive and really give you guys the, everything you need to know about them. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'd love if you guys would also join our Facebook community. Head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. We'd love if you joined it. Come to say hi and let us know what you're busy working on from a money perspective. All right, Kate, you're ready to dive into today's episode. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate, so 401ks. And this is a topic where there is so much information out there, and it's very easy to just sort of feel overwhelmed and not really know what you should be doing. Holy cow, is that not the truth? And even having a personal finance podcast, I feel like, you know, I know what a 401k is. I know what it does. I know the benefits. I know all this stuff. But at the end of the day, when people would come up to me and really want to have a deep down, dirty conversation about 401k, uh, before now, I was kind of clueless. Like below surface level type information. Yeah. And, you know, like no one really ever explains it to you either. Everyone's always like, oh yeah, you should invest in your 401k and like do the match and stuff. And, you know, like I think for people that are sort of starting out, it's very hard to actually take people's advice at surface level and do it. And the reason for that is cash flow. So obviously the more you contribute, the less money you're going to be taking home. You know, so you kind of feel like you're doing yourself a favor by not contributing. However, you need to look long term. You need to say, well, I'm focused on when I retire. I want to make sure I've got enough money. So it's important to start from as young as what you can. And, you know, even though, yes, you may be more strapped for cash right now than what you may be in like five years time, it's very good to start setting up habits for yourself. So saying, all right, well, I'm going to 
save 10% of whatever I earn. And the younger you can sort of do that and start getting into the habit of doing it, it'll become like a second nature to you. And you won't even think about it when you actually are contributing. It'll just be something that you do as part of your money, getting your paycheck. Well, and then if you are saving, like you said, 10%, which obviously save as much as you can. We're using 10% as kind of just like an easy math baseline. But 10% stretched over a year really is not that much money. No, it's not that much money. It's not enough to where it really makes a difference between can I pay my electric bill or can I not? Yeah. It's more, should I skip going and getting a latte and maybe make coffee at home? Right, yeah. And like you said, stretched over such a large amount of payments and stuff, it really is only a you know, like a small amount of every paycheck. So mm-hmm. just sort of getting in the habit is really the best thing you can do. Um, yeah. So there are a few things, maybe some don't do's that I want to talk about before we talk about things you should do. Right. So some things that when it comes to 401k that you 100% should not do. The first thing that comes to my mind is cash it out early. Right. So I have a quick story. I knew somebody in my other life who I was talking to them and I don't know, they were unhappy with something like something unimportant in their life. Like, like I want to say it was their mattress. And they just very casually dropped into conversation. They were like, yeah, so I cashed out my 401k because I want to get a new mattress for my bed. And I was just like, uh oh. You did what? <laughs> like, what a ridiculous thing. That, like, I could see if you had a kid, maybe, and they were, like, deathly, deathly ill. Like, heaven forbid they have cancer or something. Then, if if times are tough and you have no other choice, fine, yes, cash out your 401k because your child is so important. Right. But, for something stupid like a new mattress, like, I'm sorry, but where is your brain? Yeah, you should not be touching your 401k and... You know, the fact that people can do it. Look, you can do it, but you're going to be hit by this early withdrawal penalty and you're also going to get taxed on any gains that you've made. And really, it's not worth it because that should be money that you set aside for your retirement. And, you know, like once you are finally of retirement age, you're going to kick yourself because you're not just losing the value of, let's say, the $3,000 that you withdrew for a mattress. You're but not it's just going to be you're the losing, compounding. You're with missing out on the compounding, which is the most important part. And, you know, yes, it's, it's maybe $3,000 now. However, in like 20, 30 years, that 3000 is probably worth a considerable amount more than that. And Definitely. especially if you've been like beating inflation and getting good returns and everything else like that, you're really flushing a major amount of money down the toilet. And, you know, speaking about cashing it out, another thing people can do as well is take out 401k loans. And that just sounds bad. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a recipe for disaster. So you're saying, all right, I'm going to borrow money on the basis of I've got a 401k. However, I'm going to start paying interest on that money as well. So, and like, realistically, when you borrow money, it's always at a higher percentage than what you ordinarily would get on a return. So say you say you manage to get a 10% return on your 401k, I can guarantee you right now that loan that you're going to take out is going to be above 10%. So, so in short words, you're losing money. In short words, you're losing money. And you've because you've also withdrawn so much money against your 401k, that's the same as cashing it out in my books because you, you no longer own that money. That money is someone else's. And yeah, you, you, you can pay it off. However, most people that take out 401k loans are really struggling and 
it's not a great place to be in. I would say at like when it comes to your 401k and retirement savings, you should treat that as money that's not yours. You put money away and you kind of just mentally forget about it. And you forget about it because you should not be touching that money. And look, I get the times get tough and stuff, but find another way. Don't touch that 401k money. No. And then going along with 401k money and maybe misusing it. We talked a little bit about it last week, but people sometimes make the mistake because they don't know when you are contributing to your 401k, it is not just take the money out and then it sits somewhere and collects the dust. It needs to be invested. Right. So you're designating accounts and say, I want all funds contributed to here or I want them split between whatever funds at a certain percentage. You sort of need to take that step to do it. And once you're sort of then contributing to funds, you can then start enjoying the benefits of compounding and sort of seeing that money grow every year. In fact, I recently checked my 401k and I'm averaging like a 10% return. I was which really is pretty impressed. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be completely truthful here. I didn't know for a long time that you needed to invest your money right. when you are dealing with your 401k because I thought that, you know, you take money out of your paycheck into your 401k and then. Now you're being a good adult. You're adulting well and you're saving money for your retirement and all that stuff. It was not until we had a guest on the podcast talking about how he was saving all this money for years and years and years. And I don't remember who we were speaking to, but he said it was about 10 years that he was contributing to his 401k. And then when he pulled up the account and looked, he realized that it was just sitting there. And it was not invested in anything. And I will admit, I don't learn from other people's mistakes very easily. But that grabbed my attention because all I could think of was, oh my goodness, I have actually never logged into my 401k to see what I am invested in. I know my brother helped me when I started like 100 years ago, but I don't know what he invested me in or anything. So it's time to take action myself and really make sure that I am investing in something and not just letting it sit there. Yeah, you need to be, you know, like you should actually be checking it almost almost frequently, I'd say, you know, and sort of see how your money is growing and sort of figure out, you know, is this the direction I want to go to? Am I on track to retire? Am I putting away enough money that I can actually retire with the lifestyle that I want? Because look, ultimately, when it comes to retirement, you have to decide what kind of a lifestyle you want to live. You know, do you want to live a lifestyle where you can do anything? If so, you better buckle up and start saving. If you want to live a lifestyle where you're that pensioner that's like scraping together the dollars at the end of the month and trying to, you know, like be really cheap and only be out for specials, look, you got to decide what type of person you want to be. And that's the same for your retirement. You got to decide how into it you are and how you want to live your lifestyle. And you need to figure that out early because once you are in, in an age where you are retired and you're living off that money, guess what? There's not much you can do about it. So I feel like we're kind of scaring people. <laughs> no, like people should be scared. This is a serious matter. <laughs> well, to the person, if you are sitting there driving to work or working out and listening to a personal finance podcast, first of all, go you. Yeah, you're taking kudos like to the. You the right step but if you're kind of sitting there panicking like oh my goodness oh my goodness what do i do i don't know what to do i am a failure i don't know what i'm gonna do if you're driving to work this morning i want you the first thing you do before you 
get your cup of coffee and you, you know, just kind of meander around talking to everybody, send your HR manager or your payroll manager or whoever takes care of that in your company, send them an email and set up a time to meet with them to really ask some of these hard questions like how do I invest in it and where am I going with this and all kinds of questions that you could have because you do want to get this taken care of especially if you are I'd say over the age of 21 yeah no, <laughs> because I you, totally should, you should be you should start investing as soon as you can and saving for your retirement so for example I'm 30 years old I admit I have not invested and saved like I should have in my 20s but I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I can't go back in time. I can't, you know, cry over spilt milk, but I can change my future starting now. Yeah, and you can up your like contributions and you can play catch up. And the nice thing is as well is that once you start accumulating any sum of money, you can start enjoying a serious benefit of compounding and you'll suddenly find that the first $10,000 you save is the hardest 10,000 mm-hmm. you're ever going to have to save ever. Once you've got 10, it's a lot easier to get to 20. Once you've got 20, it's a lot easier to get to 30 or 40. And it sort of grows upon itself. So once, the, once you're at a point that you're at like 400, 500,000, that next 100,000 is super easy. It's, it's mm-hmm. so much easier and it takes, such, it takes a considerably less amount of time to get there because you've, you're starting to use compounding and it's not just your principal that's helping it. Now, Kate, something else I want to talk about when it comes to 401ks is taxes. And this is something that people... I think everybody hates taxes. (laughs) Look, everyone hates taxes. That's the reality. But in life, two things are certain, death and taxes. And taxes are critical when it comes to stuff like this. Okay, so tell us about it. So here's the thing. The government will always get the money. Okay, that's the first principle that I'm going to put across. So whether you're lying on your taxes, whatever it is, they're going to get the money at some point or another. If you're not and, paying for it now, you'll pay for it later. Now I'm going to take- And Chain of Wealth also very highly disregards, do not lie about your taxes. Yes. <laughs> so bringing it back to what I'm talking about, when you contribute towards a 401k, your contributions towards your 401k are pre-tax. Okay? So in other words, you are not going to get taxed on that money that you put into your 401k. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. You're like, heck yeah. I'm saving tax-free. This is fantastic. Right, right, you know? right. And that's good and all. However. I knew there was a but. <laughs> when it comes to withdrawing money from your 401k when you eventually are retired, guess what? They're going to Uncle Sam wants his money then. And a lot of people forget about this. They think that, oh, you know, I've saved off so much money. It's in my 401k. And then you start getting hit with taxes when you start withdrawing. And that's a really big realization that a lot of people don't have. So you're going to pay taxes one way or another, and you may defer the tax now, and then get pay- and then you'll pay tax on it later, or you can pay tax on stuff now, and then not get paid, or- and then not have taxes later. And we'll be diving into that in f- a future episode when we talk about some of the IRA accounts that you have. There's ways to sort of defer your taxes or to take your taxes early on and then not get taxed on future gains. And, you know, if taxes is one of those things that you just, you put it come to terms with it, you're going to pay taxes and sort of figuring out. It's kind of like interest on a student loan. Yeah, it's the same as interest on a student <laughs> loan. And you think that you're not going to pay it just because you stop pay- paying. Oh, no, you're going to pay your interest. And look, you may have some sort of a 
um, plan your student loan where you're going to defer it and hope for the forgiveness and everything else. But just make sure that you are following the rules and you make sure you're doing everything correctly. Because if you wake up in 10 or 15 years time and you think your loan should be forgiven and you didn't do one small thing that you should have done 10 years ago, guess what? That entire thing is not forgiven. Okay, let's go back so to anyway, retirement. We're back all, to we, retirement. We easily get kicked off on student loan Man, it, it, It's shiny item syndrome. You know, like I like <laughs> shiny things. <laughs> so what do you think, Kate? Anything else you want to say on 401ks? Um, I guess I'm just going to keep preaching that if you are lost and confused, find somebody that you work with, like an HR manager or a payroll manager or somebody to help you get it sorted out. Because even if you feel completely confused and overwhelmed, there's somebody there that their job is to help you and they will explain it to you and then you will, you can breathe a little bit easier. Yeah, I totally agree. Face the problem. Don't bury your head in the sand because it's not going to go away. And all that time that you take ignoring it, whether it's six months or a year or five years, if you ignore it for that long and you would have just started back when you should have, think of all the money you're losing out on. Yeah, it's and it's a ton. So just one other thing I'd like to chat about before we wrap up today's episode is what happens when you change employers? Uh, I should know this considering i feel like i change jobs all the time (laughs) so it's hard and it's intimidating then when you are taking your 401k from job a to job b and then you're taking it from job a and b to job c and then you move again and then you're starting job d right what do you do yeah so i mean it's not you can't take it in a suitcase and just like plunk it down in front of your new employer no you can't but here's the thing right Like, say you had been contributing and your money was getting into a fund. It wasn't just sitting there in cash. Yes, you have stopped contributing to that particular fund. However, the money that's there is still going to grow because it's still sitting invested. Mm -hmm. So, even though your 401k may not have been rolled over, you're still going to be making money on that on the money that you had invested there. The important okay. thing is to make sure that your new one, you keep going. Well, that How- makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, no, for sure. So it's not just like... No, no, no. It, it hasn't just stopped no, and no, no, died. No. It's just, it's your growing. Your contributions have stopped, but it's still going to keep growing. Not as much. Well, yes and no. Not as quickly. you are not contributing any principal anymore, but the balance that you had built up, that's going to keep growing with your interest that you're going to be um, making off it. Interest, dividends, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, so... Something that you can also do is you can also roll over your 401k. And there's a couple options for that. There's the Roth IRA and there's also the traditional IRA. And we're going to follow that up in next week's episode. So we're not going to dive into IRAs now. We don't want to overwhelm you. But yeah, this is an (laughs) option. And if this is something that applies to you, definitely listen to next week's episode. And yeah, I think that's everything I want to touch on today. Yeah, that's everything I've got too. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you next time. And as always, if you have any questions, hit us up. You can email info at chainofwealth.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram now at chainofwealth. All right. We'll catch you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.